Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. We're so sorry if we caused you any pain. We're so sorry. Once again, Lou Rafino proving the genius that he is. That's why I miss on it for 30 years, but Lou's happier now. <laughs> Can you, you think? <laughs> I think you are, yeah. The name of this song, when you consider Kenny Albert is coming up next, is Lewis. It's uh, called Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey. Who it's sings a, this? It's a great McCartney song. McCartney. Yes. And Wings. Oh, this is Wings. Okay, right. Yeah, it's the right, Wings days. Right. Kenny Albert, Uncle Albert. Well, he, you know, his uncles were big stars, too. You remember Steve oh, and, Al? and Al? But his father, you know, I won the, uh, tomorrow night is the annual Teddy Atlas Foundation dinner. And I go every year. And Teddy's got a whole um, dais of people, you know, famous people, I guess. I don't know. Phil Sims is there. I love Phil. And Dog Comes, Russo, and a couple of, uh, like, uh, Holyfield and uh, Max Kellerman and Steve. And I, I'm the most famous person there. Teddy knows that. And. But I sit up there with the rest of these guys on the day. And a couple of years ago, we won this Jack Newfield Award, which is given to um, folks that uh, Teddy's committee deems the uh, truth tellers in journalism. Well, I won it. Uh, last year, the winner of that award, you're not going to believe this, was Marv Albert. And Marv uh, graciously accepted the award, made a great speech. So he won the award, Marv, literally right after me and Bernard won it. Big company, wow. And I'm going there tomorrow night, and now Marv's son is on the phone. This is like that whole six degrees to Kevin Bacon. Or... You're, you're almost there. Well, what is it called? Don't be a dick. Six. six. <laughs> I'll try not to. Six degrees of separation. That's what he's trying to say, yes. Yeah. And Teddy Atlas is coming up next. Then you know him. I know everybody. Yeah. Donald Trump is coming up after Thanksgiving. That so. means I know him. Then. Yes, that means well, you know him, yes. Oh. He's a good friend of yours. Great. So the book is A Mic for All Seasons, My Three Decades Announcing the NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, and Olympics. My last book came out in September. I love my book, Citizens United. And I had two great men. I mean this. Two great men who I love dearly who wrote my forwards, John Katsimatidis and Bernie, Bernie McGurk. Kenny Albert's got Wayne Gretzky and Walt Frazier. So I guess he kind of won up me. I don't know. It's close. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the best in the business and a genuinely good person, my friend Kenny Albert. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, Sid. I did not purposely one up you with the forwards. Your book did come out first. Um, <laughs> I've been to the Teddy Atlas uh, Foundation dinner on a couple of occasions. It's a great event. Um, unfortunately, I'm out of town this week, but please say hi to Teddy for me, and congratulations on the award last year. Thank you very much. So of all the things you've done in your life, uh, at least for me, because I make everything about myself, and that is that, you know, to this day, Kenny, I have to say to you and Barbara, your beautiful wife, Barbara, that I'm honored that you named your child Sydney after me. So. <laughs> We did, we did. Different spelling, but we were thinking of you. Um, we did used to, we did used to see you at 
uh, I think it was called Tasty Delight in Tenafly, the yogurt place. And it was pretty good. I think, you know, we were we were going because of the kids, but yep, yep. Um, it was it was excellent yogurt. And uh, <laughs> despite the different spelling, we were thinking of you back in 2003 when we named her. Well, thank you. And yeah, your kids were little, and my kids, now my daughter's in college, my son's in high school, but they were all little kids. And, yeah, you're right. Usually it was like a Sunday night, like after the – well, it couldn't have been because you were doing football, so maybe it wasn't. But as far as I know, Kenny, and, again, this goes back to what a tremendous talent your dad is – you're the only guy, I believe, right now, the only play-by-play broadcaster in North America that's calling all four major sports. Isn't that right? It, it, it is right as far as currently. There have been so many others, you know, dating back to Marty Clickman and, and Bob Wolf and uh, several other tremendous announcers through the years who have called all four, um, but not necessarily at the same time. And th- there are uh, a, a number of my colleagues who call two and three sports now and do a great job, but uh, very fortunate by virtue of the, the various networks that I work for Fox MSG and TNT uh, that I do all four uh, primarily football and hockey, about 15 Knicks games on MSG and uh, around 10 baseball games a year for Fox as well. Wow. That is unreal. Well, look, there was not going to be a choice for you. You know, I just spoke about your uncles, Alan, Steve, and your legendary father, Marv, so I know that uh, you talk about it in the book, you had this little toy tape recorder, and you'd be doing the games. But there was no way. I mean, between your dad and your uncles, Kenny Albert was going to be a sportscaster. The only, I guess the only question was going to be, would he be as good as the aforementioned legendary man? And to your credit, you certainly are. Well, I appreciate the kind words, Sid, but... It's not like I was ever forced to go into it. I was never told you have to become a sportscaster, but I did receive that tape recorder at a very young age. I set up my bedroom like a radio studio, and I would call games off the television uh, into the tape recorder. When I was old enough, I would start bringing it to various sporting events around New York. And I always joke, and I wrote this in the book, when my uncles would come over on, on holidays and special occasions, I was, you know, eight, ten years old at the time, and I felt like I was listening to the first all-sports radio station. And, you know, judging by what I heard you say prior to uh, the start of the interview, I know you're checking out so many other stations. I think you were listening back then um, to that station emanating out of our house. I think I was. And let me tell you, that had to be great because Al, Steve, Marv, you, that had to be some great sports talk radio. What was? I know you've done over 3,000 broadcasts at this point, every major sport, the Olympics, and I do love your style. I mean, I'll be honest, Kenny, you're closer to my age, but you know your father's my favorite. I love Mike Breen. I love Mike Breen. But Breen, he doesn't do hockey or the rest of these sports. Your dad has always been my favorite, and you are just like your father. So there's no way I couldn't love you. But what was uh, the very first game you ever broadcasted? Do you remember? Well, professionally, I filled in on an Islanders uh, Winnipeg game, believe it or not, back in December of 89. I was a senior in college, and I had been helping out on some pre- and post-game shows. Um, but prior to that, when I was in high school on Long Island in Port Washington, I wrote for the school newspaper and the town paper, so I was always around the games and the various sporting events. And uh, a small cable station, Cox Cable, showed up at my school, and they were there to film a girls' basketball game. They had two cameras, and that was it, no announcers. So I volunteered. I was introduced to the producer, and they clipped a mic on me. So I guess the very first game – Officially, uh, that I worked was in 10th grade back in 1984, a girls' basketball game in high school. But, and then at NYU, called men's and women's basketball for four years. But the first 
professional game was an Islanders-Winnipeg game in 1989. You do talk in the book, too, though, uh, before you got to the Isles and the Jets, which is real hockey, uh, you talked about your 10-hour bus rides with a minor league hockey team, not the Islanders. You also talk about how you work. Get ready for this, folks. Five different sports in 19 hours. How the hell did you do that? I think that was actually 19 days. That would oh, 19 days, excuse me. to pull off at 19 <laughs> hours. But that, that did take place. And actually, this week, said tonight, so the next five days, three different sports. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina uh, for a TNT broadcast tonight, the Flyers and the Hurricanes. Knicks game in Washington on Friday for MSG. And then the Giants and Commanders on Sunday. So wow. this, this week alone, uh, three different sports. Uh, the, the 10-hour bus rides, uh, true stories. That was the first full-time job. I was in Baltimore calling minor league hockey, a team called the Baltimore Skipjacks. And our assistant coach was Barry Trotz, who's gone on to win uh, the third most games in NHL history, won a Stanley Cup with Washington, coached the Islanders. Yeah, I'm still not and, sure to this day why the Islanders fired him. He, the guy was great for the Isles. He hasn't been good since. So I'm still not sure why they fired him. General manager in Nashville. But yeah. one of my favorite stories in the book, and there are a couple, uh, a fake arrest, a prank that he pulled on me uh, back in back in the early 90s when we landed in Nova Scotia. And I was questioned for about 20 minutes by the police. It was a practical joke that <laughs> they pulled on somebody every year. Oh, and then the other one, the other favorite story, uh, the book's called The Mike for All Seasons. You can follow it. It has its own Instagram account, uh, which chronicles the travels of the book. Um, but back in 2003, you'll remember the Aaron Boone game, the ALCS Game 7, Yankees-Red Sox. No, I don't, don't remember doing, it, but uh, unfortunately the pitcher uh, in that at-bat, Tim Wakefield, died just a couple of weeks ago. Right, right, he did. Such a sad story. But um, I'm doing the post-game interviews. It was one of the rare times when I was not – uh, doing play-by-play, I was hired as the sideline reporter, and I hosted the locker room ceremony, the trophy presentation. Jackie Autry um, interviewed Joe Torre and, and a number of other Yankees, and it was about one in the morning when we finished up because the game had gone so long. And I threw it back upstairs to Joe Buck and, and the late Tim McCarver, and then they went to the late local news. So the the baseball broadcast was off the air. I see out of the corner of my eye to my left Mayor Bloomberg standing there. And I could tell uh, he wanted to be interviewed next. Uh-oh. And he had a PR person with him who came up to me and whispered, uh, can you have the mayor on? And I said, well, we're, we're off the air. They already went to the late local news. And he said, can you fake it? <laughs> he didn't want to lose his job. And I, I tell the story in the book. So I, Mayor Bloomberg came up, and I knew that he grew up in Boston, and his mom had been a Red Sox fan. So uh, an interview that actually went nowhere. But uh, No one ever saw it? It helped save the job of his PR assistant. Uh, so no one ever saw that interview, ever? No one ever saw the interview except uh, the couple of people who were on that podium with us. That's fantastic. Uh, Bloomberg and Bill de Blasio, both mayors here in New York City and both somehow Boston Red Sox fans. Uh, a couple more minutes here with the great Kenny Albert. Go get the book, A Mike for All Seasons, My Three Decades Announcing the NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, and Olympics with forwards. Uh, pretty good. Wayne Gretzky and Walt Clyde Frazier, who he does nicknames with. You talk about the, uh, the three standout moments, uh, sports in your three-decade career, the uh, women, the hockey team winning the Olympic gold back in 2018. You talk about Jose Bautista's bat flip. Who could forget that? Toronto in the 2015 ALCS. And, of course, you talk about my favorite sports moment ever. And I love my Giants. I love my Mets. I love my Knicks. But nothing for me comes close to the 1994 New York Rangers 
and you did the Stanley Cup final that year, I guess, uh, on radio, if your dad did the TV portion. Uh, of those three, those are your three favorites, Kenny. you got to pick one. Please tell me it's the Rangers. Well, that certainly has to be at the top of the list. Uh, they hadn't won in 54 years. Now, I wasn't working here yet. That was for NHL radio, so I was very fortunate to call that series, the Rangers and Canucks. Actually met my wife uh, five days earlier due to a number of circumstances. If the Rangers had won game five, we would not have met. They lost no game kidding. five and went on to win the cup in game seven. You can read about that in the book. Uh, the Bautista home run and bat flip is probably the moment that I get asked about the most um, back in 2015. Um, you mentioned the women's gold medal in Pyeongchang. That was a huge moment. Uh, I was on the call for that one. And then in football, there are so many. And since you mentioned the Giants, and I actually have the Giants game for the next two weeks on Fox, but the, the, the Victor Cruz 99-yard touchdown uh, back in 2011 from Eli Manning, which helped propel the Giants into the playoffs and a Super Bowl victory, uh, had the call on that one as well. Oh, that's huge. I could see Victor right now doing that salsa dance in the end zone. He was, uh, he was terrific. All right, so look. We know, of course, you're an Albert. So right off the bat, Kenny, you and I are tight enough to say this. People are going to think nepotism right off the bat. And that's fine. I don't care how you get the job. The question is, can you do the job? And you're now a legitimate Hall of Famer. But outside of the fact that your last name is Albert, what is your advice, Kenny, for the millions, and I mean millions, of young guys and girls out there right now who are dying to be play-by-play announcers, what is Kenny Albert's advice? Well, one of the chapters said in the book is, is called, titled Paying It Forward, where I give advice to young broadcasters. And I speak to so many uh, sportscasting camps over the summer um, in the New York and New Jersey area. Now, you used and, to go to uh, my good buddy Jay Beadler's camp, used to go. Right. Used to go up to Jay and Scott, Camp Brookwood. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Bruce Beck has a camp every summer. Uh, Ian Eagle used to be involved with Bruce. Uh, Chris Carino, Jeremy Treatment out of Philadelphia, uh, the late Ed Ingalls out of Hofstra. I think that was the first one I used to uh, go and speak at about 20 years ago, 25 years ago. But um, a, a couple of pieces of advice. Number one, do as much as you can in high school and college, um, even if it's in an area that you're not as interested in. If you want to be on air, get experience behind the scenes. There are so many opportunities out there now. When I was in College, we had a fight with air with the with the music department for airtime on the NYU radio station to put the basketball <laughs> games on. Right. But now with the internet, you know you can go do a soccer game or a volleyball match and uh, put it out there on the web. So uh, do as much as you can in, in high school and college. Uh, preparation is the one thing that I learned uh, is the major key in preparing for whether it's a broadcast or a radio show like you're doing. Um, and read as much as you can. I know the younger generation doesn't necessarily read. Uh, newspapers, it's all social media, but uh, reading is knowledge. And if you have a, an upcoming broadcast or a radio show, just uh, do as much reading and preparation as you can. But look for every opportunity in high school and college, whether it's with a, a school radio station, TV station, web publication, et cetera. A lot of the colleges, uh, you know, there's, there's the ACC network, the Big Ten network, where if you go to one of those schools, um, students have the opportunity to broadcast games and work behind the scenes. So, uh, look for those opportunities and, and try and do as much as you possibly can uh, at a young age. So I'll wrap it up with this. If you go into my living room right now, I've got this uh, table next to my beautiful couch. Beautiful. And there are three books. I swear to God, Danielle will tell you this, Kenny. There are three books on that table. 
Sid Rosenberg, Citizens United. It's my damn house, thank you. Bill O'Reilly killing the witches. And Kenny Albert, a mic for all seasons. Believe it or not, you made my living room table. That's some, that's some excellent company. That's a huge honor. I don't think you appreciate that's it as much. Honor. I don't know. I get the feeling you don't really care that much, Kenny. i got to be honest. <laughs> no, that's, that's a huge honor to be in the big three with you and Bill. <laughs> hey, listen, the book is great. You're great. And uh, not only are you a tremendous announcer, but you really are one of the best people. I mean this. I've ever met and I'm so happy for your three-decade success in this book, and I will compel my listeners to buy it. Good luck with everything, Kenny Albert. Let's do this again very soon. Thank you. Thanks, Sid. Really appreciate it, and I'll see you for yogurt next Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Well, guess what? You're buying. <laughs> you got three games this week. You're buying this time, Kenny. Uh, that's a great Kenny Albert. I love him.